Hi, how are you going? Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're doing well. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs. I'm a proud ambassador for Endometriosis Australia, and this is their podcast, Living with Endo, the A to Z of Endometriosis. Creating awareness and having conversations with fellow endo patients and ambassadors. That's someone who features on this episode. Her name is Holly Crawford. You may know her, a retired Aussie snowboard champion. She competed in the half pipe internationally between 2002 to 2018. 16 years of a career, four-time Winter Olympian. She competed in the 2011 half pipe World Championships. She took that out. She's claimed four World Cup wins, uh, 16 other World Cups, World Championship medals. You name it, Holly's trophy cabinet is full of amazing achievements. She's also broken so many bones in her body, suffering so many injuries from her sport. And she also has endometriosis. You know, she finds the pain from endo worse than broken bones. Holly is talking about her pain on a special panel for National Pain Week, which is on from July 24 to 30. I got to catch up with Holly before next week, talking all things endometriosis and how she's going. Holly Crawford, what a champion. Thank you so much for joining me on Living With Endo. We really appreciate it. Hey, Ellie, it's my pleasure. So you met endometriosis when you were a lot later on in life. Tell us your story. Uh, I didn't actually discover it until I retired, uh, which is interesting considering that, you know, all of Australia's best medical um, personnel were looking after me, you know, in the 15 or so years leading up to that point. Uh but yes, I retired from professional sport and whether it was a, a drop in testosterone or just the fact that my body wasn't hurting from being a professional athlete day in and day out. Um, and I could, um, you know, basically the endometriosis came in um, hot. Uh, all, I mean, also, you know, my, my age could have been a factor, but regardless of what happened, um, it came in late. I was very confused as to what was happening. Uh, you know, it was another one of, I mean, it didn't take me six years, five to six years as it, as it came with many other people. Uh, thankfully, my uh, GP's best friend um, happens to be a gynecologist who was very into um, endometriosis. Oh, wow. So I was diagnosed very quickly. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's all good and well to get a diagnosis, but then, you know, it doesn't make it go away. A diagnosis doesn't you know, make tomorrow less painful than today. Yeah, exactly. It'd be lovely if just a diagnosis would take all of the pain away, but no, <laughs> then you've got to learn to live with it. And that's exactly how uh, you have adjusted your lifestyle. I just find you phenomenal, right? Anyone who can twist <laughs> their body on something that is so slippery and do what you do, it's just a, an amazing feat. But it does come with a lot of risks and injuries, which you had throughout your entire career. I've had a lot of back and pelvic injuries, mm. um, to be honest, which now looking back, I had a physio who um, also uh, has endometriosis who sort of, I mean, in the end, uh, kind of alerted me to a lot of this sort of stuff. And and, and she came back to me afterwards and said that she was sorry that she hadn't realised because, you know, often during my um, my menstrual cycle and things like that, I would I would injure myself. And it's not, you know, I was in a male-dominated sport. It wasn't really, you know, I'm not sitting around discussing my menstrual cycle with the boys in the afternoon mm. or, you know, these these kinds of things. And I had a lot of back and, and pelvic injuries over time that definitely could be related to the endometriosis. And, and had I had I known more about it, you know, maybe could have gotten further. In the sporting world, uh, growing up, I played hockey and represented the state and did all of that. But, oh, gosh, you couldn't talk about your menstrual cycle back then. It's such a different no, world I, now. 
Absolutely not, you know, and I mean, the boys, I, I mean, I lived with boys, my coaches were men, the physios were men, the doctors were men, you know, and it was only sort of later on that more women sort of came into the, you know, to the group. And, and so yeah, it was, you know, and we were young as well, you know, I was when I started, I was just I was in my late teens. Um, you know, and so I'm not going to go up to a whole bunch of boys and say that you know, I can't snowboard today because my back really hurts because I've got my period, for instance. Mm. <laughs> you know, so you just you just get on with it. You are so like me. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. You, well, that's the thing. You you just suck it up and you get on with it, right? Which no, it's like may not have been the right thing to do, but hey, that's just what it, it was in our brains to do. So it, well, it is. You know, and it was in the culture to do so. I mean, even even now with things like concussions and and things like that in sport. You know, it's there's a really hard line on it, you know, because it's very dangerous and people become brain damaged. They ruin their whole lives. Whereas, mm. you know, when I started, it was a bit it was sort of like, oh, I don't think anyone saw. I think we can get away with it, you know. Or if you popped your shoulder out, just quick pop it back in. We'll be fine. Just get through the competition. Whereas now they're, you know, they're thinking about the longevity of the athletes, you know, and, and the athlete as a whole. Whereas, whereas before it was it was different. When did you discover endometriosis for the first time? Basically, I was in excruciating pain. Mm. Um, I've got quite a phenomenal pain threshold. I've broken most of the bones in my body. Uh, you know, I've competed at the Olympics with broken bones. Uh, you know, I've got quite a tight relationship with pain mm. uh, and just literally I had abdominal um, and back pain just so terrible that I couldn't function. Um, and I ended up in hospital on, um, you know, all sorts of different pain relief that just, you know, none of which really seemed to be working. Uh, I was sort of, I was in and out of hospital a little bit until they they worked out it was endometriosis. And I mean, to be honest, when they did work it out, I had three male doctors walk into my uh, my rooms there um, and tell me that it was okay. You know, it was fine. I was going to be fine. I just, I had endometriosis and I could leave as soon as the pain was under control. Um, and I thought for someone who, you know, A, didn't know what endometriosis was, B, hadn't slept or eaten, you know, been excruciating pain for Mm. the last sort of three or so weeks straight. You know, I was half delusional, you know, in my thinking as it was. And I just thought, you know, are you guys, are you kidding me? That's it. That's Um, it's like, here you go, off you go, bye. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you'll be sweet, off you go. So, you know, I called my mother who was getting me some things from home. I said, have you have you been home to pick up those things yet? She said, no. I said, don't bother. Come and get me now. We're going to the GP. I'm going to get some pain relief and we're dealing with this at home. Cause I just, I didn't want to be there anymore. I didn't wow. feel supported or heard or, you know, I was, I'd been immediately dismissed basically. That breaks my heart the way you've retreated. Yeah. I mean, I took it on the chin <laughs> as I do most of these things, but mm. I do worry about other people who don't have such a close relationship with pain as I do. And, you know, I, I still have access to a lot of the best doctors, you know, and, and I've got a lot of information uh, regarding all of these things. And I worry for people who who don't, gen- genuinely don't, you know, and it is it is hard to filter things that you find online to get the information that you need. Well, yeah, because I'm sure that you got mentioned the word endometriosis and then you got straight onto Dr. Google and uh, that's just opening up a whole oh, new can of worms. Whole new can of worms. You know, so it was tough, but it, it did make me think immediately, you know, that I, you know, that, that I was struggling, you know, with all of the information that I had, I was struggling. So I was concerned for, you know, people that don't have access to that information, mm. you know, because it's, very difficult. The, the, I think the worst part of my endometriosis journey was was not knowing mm. what was wrong with me. The second worst bit was knowing that currently there was no solution to the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the, the tough yeah. part, isn't it? That there is no cure, but yeah, hopefully one yeah. day. And it is such a tough one too to, to navigate as well, because there is always that doubt in your head too, because it, it doesn't really show up easily 
The only way you get that official diagnosis is via the surgery. Um, and you do question yourself thinking, oh, hang on. Is it, am I really in pain or? Yeah, you know, and, and that's terrible. And, and I mean, when they went in, um, the doctor was actually quite horrified um, by what was going on in there. You know, I, they had to get the bowel surgeon in. They were going to have, they had to leave a whole bunch in or they were going to have to remove my bowel. You know, and I'd just been chocking around the place with with this the whole time. Yeah. Um, Quite often the case you know, that we'll just keep on going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, I think it comes from sport too, to a certain degree. You know, we, you just you pick yourself up and you and you keep going. You know, mm. you've got to get to that end. You know, you've trained for four years to get to, you know, this one day to the Olympics. You know, then you've got a an hour window for all of that four years of training to come to fruition. If you've hurt yourself or something, if you feel a bit off, you don't care, Ellie, you, you just get on with it. Mm. You did compete in the Olympics with broken bones, right? Absolutely. It's more than, more than once, unfortunately. Look, I attempted to break my pelvis just before the 2006 Olympics. Oh. Uh, I broke all of my equipment just before the 2010 uh, Olympics. I broke both my wrists shattered my knee and fractured some ribs two weeks out from the um, Sochi Olympics, coming in with a really good chance for a podium there. Mm. Uh, and then in Korea, I, look, I was a seasoned veteran. Mm. I should have known better. I should have thrown bigger tricks in my um, qualifying runs. Uh, but, look, I just I didn't make the final on the day. And, and that's also that's how the cookie crumbles in a judge sport. And probably during that time... Having no idea that you had endo. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and with all the travel and everything, we were in different countries every other week, you know, and your body's exhausted from, I mean, snowboarding every day, you know, training in the gym, um, jet lag, catching different flights, different places, you know, I mean, you're with the sort of same people everywhere, you know, all sorts of bugs and things go through the tour. And I mean, you're just, to be perfectly honest, you're trying to be the best athlete you can and also just get to the end of the season because <laughs> you know that that's where there's a little bit of respite and, and doing all of that with, you know, a disease that then is basically draining my body on a daily basis anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, is, 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 a, is a lot to take on, I suppose. You've broken bones. You've had all of these really um, hardcore injuries. What is the pain like with that compared with having endometriosis pain? Well, I'd nearly, look, I'd nearly say that the endometriosis is, is, much worse than you know snapping a clean bone to be to be honest because you know you you injure a bone or you dislocate a shoulder or you know you do any number of these things and usually there's a there's a course of action that you can take to get back to where you started if if you know what I mean to mm. um you know, get respite from that pain you know you know it's not necessarily forever whereas I've I've found with the endometrium you, you know you don't know if it'll hang around for a day, you don't know if it'll be there for an hour. You don't know if it might pop up in 10 minutes, you know, and you just, there's no real regularity to, to any of my endometriosis, that's for sure. Uh, and, you know, so it's, I suppose it's those unknowns where you just, having been an athlete, I've got a thing with control. I like to be able to control things. So I suppose it's the uncontrollable parts of it all mm. uh, where you, where you just sure. Where you wake up and think, okay, is it going to be a good day? Is it going to be a bad day? What, what pain have I got? Absolutely. You know, and some, you know, you might've planned for a marvelous day and then all of a sudden you just, you're crippled in bed and there's nothing you can do. And it's just, I suppose it's disappointing and it's frustrating uh, and it's, it's difficult for anyone to deal with that sort of uncertainty, I suppose. Mm. And it's an invisible pain as well, because no one can see the actual pain. Whereas if you break a wrist, you wear a cast. Absolutely. You know, and I've, I find myself often questioning, you know, I've, 
I mean, I've done any number of stupid things in my life, but I, I'd often do things. I remember I had a broken back once in my my board bag. I'd been flown home because uh, I'd broken my back. My 42 kilo board bag was sitting um, downstairs in the living room. And obviously everyone's gone off for the day. I lived with my brother. And some time during the day, I'd moved that 42 kilo board bag upstairs. And when my brother got home, he looked at me like I was absolutely mental. He said, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean I'm sitting on the couch breaking my back? He said, Holly, your board bag's upstairs. How did it get there? I said, oh, I'm, I spent all day and I moved it up there. And he said, I said, I'd do it this afternoon. I said, I just wanted to prove I could do it. And he looked at me, he said, with a broken back? <laughs> to which I realised maybe, yeah, maybe I wasn't in my right mind, you know, but for whatever reason at that point in time, I just I felt like I wasn't doing anything. I felt like maybe, you know, maybe my back isn't all that broken. Maybe it's all in my head. Yeah. So. You're lucky you didn't yeah, do any more damage. Proved me, proved to me that my back was broken, Ellie. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're still able to walk after that. Jeez. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but look, it is that sort of often I will question my pain and wonder, is it really that bad? You know, am I using it as an excuse? Is it, you know, and, and it's it's tough that too, because then you're always questioning yourself and it's the self-doubt that will push you into the darker places. You also question whether or not, should I take some more painkillers? Do I need something that is stronger? And then you, oh, you kind of think, absolutely. oh, I, I, if I take something stronger, then I don't want to become an addict. And then it just opens up this other thought process. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I've had times where I think, you know, do I, do I take, you know, something else that's going to get me to sleep but then I'm going to wake up a bit groggy and it's going to ruin the next day you know there's just so many that's the thing there's so many variables in it and there's just there's no one solution to any of it but that is also I mean this is the problem with pain as a general rule is mm. that it it is subjective you know my mother will often say to me oh you know my back's really I know it's nothing compared to what you suffer but my back's really sore and I always say no mum you know, you, that's your pain. You know, mm. she may never have broken a bone in her life and stubbing her toe could be the worst thing that's ever happened to her, you know, because it is so subjective. So National Pain Week is actually coming up. It's on from July 24 to 30, and you're going to be speaking part of a panel for it, um, Holly. But it's an annual awareness event to be talking about chronic pain and be talking about the stuff like this where, you know, everyone's pain is different. Yeah. And I, you know, I think often with pain, I mean, what, what exacerbates pain a lot of the time is, you know, things like loneliness, you know, or being just being incapable of doing things or, you know, and it makes it, it makes it very difficult. I think that's why it's very important to have support uh, around pain, you know, that and, and, and outreach programs and places where people can access you know, information or, you know, even someone to talk to, you know, a lot of pain with pain comes things like depression, mm. you know, and it's, it's very good for people to have awareness of what is accessible to them. And there's even the financial costs as well. I did read a stat on the Chronic Pain Australia website that it was like 70% of people will actually go without their, you know, food. So they're able to afford their healthcare and their medicine to be able to manage their chronic pain. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been hemorrhaging money for years now, um, you know, to medical bills for, you know, be it physios or doctors or, you know, gym equipment or Pilates or, you know, and that was even with the support of the AIS and the, you know, the Olympic Winter Institute of Australia, um, you know, and, and still here I am, you know, with all of the information I have, all the knowledge I've gained over the years, just still struggling with it. And, you know, I worry for people that have less access and less awareness. Mm. And it's all about having those conversations and creating the awareness like you are, like talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I've 
um, spoke to the guys at, at Chronic Pain Australia about a lot of these things. And it is, I suppose, I mean, mostly it is awareness. And it's the same with the endometriosis. I had someone say to me the other day, oh, where where did this endometriosis come from all of a sudden? <laughs> which, you know, which I, I mean, I obviously laughed at because I laugh at these sorts of mm-hmm. things. But I mean, I had to explain to him that endometriosis wasn't, it hasn't just come from nowhere. It's just that he's only just heard of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It came with social media. That's what happened. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, you know what? The brilliant thing that there is so many conversations around endometriosis now, the awareness has increased so much um, over the years. And and what other tips would you have from the Chronic Pain Australia team to help those endo warriors dealing with the chronic pain? Just, I think, as I said, pain's very subjective. I think you need to trust yourself. You know, they speak a lot um, of, you know, it happens with endometriosis a lot, you know, um, misogyny or gaslighting or doctors just not believing what people are saying. And I think in these positions, you, you need support. You know, as humans, we are... Um, community-based people, you know, that that's that's how we thrive is with the community around us. You know, we're not faster or bigger than the lions or the elephants, but we work together to bring them down. Um, so I think it's having that community around you is mm. very important and, and having faith, having trust in yourself, you know, because that's it can become, become really hard when you're in pain and you're tired, you know, and you, you may be on drugs. There's any number of things. And it, you do question a lot and I think it's very important to have those support systems around you and to believe in yourself mm. because that's ultimately, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else? Sometimes it can be hard to believe in yourself because you have so many negative thoughts from having a chronic illness like endo. How have you, be, have you managed your mental health over the years? I've struggled for years mm. um, with, with mental health and pain, uh, obviously, but I think, again, it's that thing is, is that you need to do what's right for you. There is no one remedy for anybody you know we're all different you you can you can be the best you you can be but no one else can do that um so I think I think it's it's about acknowledging that you're different to everybody else and not and backing that if you know what I mean and 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 believing in yourself and your path forward and you know the more you think of yourself the more others will think of you and that's how you create these communities I love that. And it's interesting when you mentioned believing in yourself too. I think having a endometriosis and any chronic illness, there is that doubt and you just need to back yourself and be like, no, this is happening. This is what I need to do. And this is what I, I want to do. Absolutely. And just the smallest things count, Ellie. Like some days you can't get out of bed, you know, some days you just, you think you can't. But if there was one little thing that you did in that day, and, and it's what, what I said to the chronic pain guys too, it's when you are in that much pain, you you do tend to concentrate on the negative. You know, today I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I missed this. I missed that. Instead of thinking, you know, actually I was in a lot of pain, but I got up and I did this. You know, you might have just gotten up and had a shower for goodness sake, but you got up and you did it, you know. And so I think it's acknowledging the small things and looking at the positive things as opposed to the negative because there'll be a million negative things if you're mm. looking at them oh, but if yeah. you look for the positive <laughs> there'll be a million of them too and it's a, a great valuable tool as well uh is start to write them down you know yeah and it can be as simple Absolutely. as i had a hot shower and you look back yeah. on that that simple word and it's like oh that hot shower made me made me feel amazing like yeah you look back on those small little um gr- gratitude is such a powerful gratitude. thing as well yeah, look, and it's the baby steps. It's the small steps that get us to where we are. You know, it's not it's not the big stones in the jar. You know, it's 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 the little pieces. Mm. Well, how are you feeling at the moment? 
Oh, look, I've been up and down. I've, you know, I've had a lot of, I find the stress, stress in life obviously always makes endometriosis worse, mm-hmm. which is not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's, there's been a lot of that lately. So it's been tough. But as I say, it's just, it's managing those things mm. and it's, you know, looking after yourself and believing. And I know it's so hard when you're having a bad day. I know someone's like, oh, just be positive. And you think, oh, bugger off. Yeah. You know, you be positive when you feel like this. And that's okay too. Like maybe laugh at yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just those simple things that will get you through those really, really terrible days, you know, or just let it go and start again tomorrow. That's also the thing. Just go and listen to music. (laughs) Go and listen to music. Unleash. Go and listen to Frozen's Let It Go. Sing it at the top of your lungs. Yeah, you know, just just do what you can. Holly Crawford, thank you so much for catching up in the podcast. National Pain Week, as I mentioned, is on from July 24th to 30th, so just around the corner. And Chronic Pain Australia have got a wealth of information as well, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and with Chronic Pain um, Week next week, they'll be... They'll be hopefully all over the media and, and, you know, everyone will have access because that's, again, this is what we need. We need awareness and we need access. She's amazing, isn't she? Thank you so much to our ambassador, Holly Crawford. What a legend competing in such a physical sport with so many things going on in her body. It shows you that if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Now, we would love to feature you on this podcast, Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. So if you've got a unique story, which is basically anyone with endo, I would love to hear from you. Get in contact with us on the Endometriosis Australia website. And you can also find out all you need to know about endometriosis. There's blogs, there's videos, lots of stuff is online available there. Endometriosisaustralia.org. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Please share it with your endo friends, pass it on, spread the word, because the more awareness about this lets others know that people know that there is a podcast about endometriosis. It's the only one. So share it away. Living with endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs and I look forward to chatting to you soon. Take care of yourself. Bye.